This week's parsha is Parshas Vayakel, and the Haftorah is in Malachim Aleph Parak Zayin. The Haftorah for this week's parsha is a fascinating one, but not at first glance. At first glance, most people will look at this and they will say, "Wow, this is probably the most boring chapter in all of Nach." And they could actually be right because this is what many people call a Nach stopper. Many people doing Nachiomi will arrive at this chapter in Malachim, chapter 7, and they'll just stop doing it because it's so boring. So I wanted to discuss maybe just two things I saw in this week's Haftorah and the connection to the Parsha. If we look at the Haftorah, we see that Shlomo HaMelech does the exact same thing that Betzalel does. We know Betzalel is from Shevet Yehuda, and we know Shlomo HaMelech is from Shevet Yehuda. Now I think this point is more fascinating than the last. The person that helps Shlomo build the Beis HaMikdash is this Lebanese guy. His name is Hiram. Now, Hiram's past is kind of enigmatic, and we don't know so much about it. Yet, many of the Mepharshim tell us who was this guy Hiram, not to be mixed up with Hiram Hamalch, but Hiram, who was this builder. He was a welder. And we know his mother, we're told, was Shevet Naftali. She was widowed. Now, who was her husband? So many of the Mepharshim come along and they say he was actually from Shevet Dan. His father was a Danite. And so we could clearly see that Hiram was from Shevet Dan. Who else do we know that was from Shevet Dan who helped build the base of Mikdash? Ohaliav. He was also from Shevet Dan. And he was someone who worked together with Bitzalel to build the Mishkan. Bitzalel and Ohaliav build the Mishkan. Shevet Yehuda and Shevet Dan worked together to build the Mishkan. Now, on the other side, we have Shlom HaMelech and also Shevet Dan over here with Hiram building the base of Mikdash instead of the Mishkan. I think each one has a separate trade, and I think both are actually the reason for what we do on Shabbos. On Shabbos, we know we have an inverse relationship with the building of the Mishkan. All 39 Malachos pertain to how the Mishkan was built. If they died things in the Mishkan, so dying is us on Shabbos. They wrote on two separate boards in the Mishkan, so we can't write. They erased on two separate boards, so we also can't erase. Everything goes smoothing. Every single thing in the Mishkan, dying hides we talked about. Every single spinning, every single malacha that was done in the Mishkan is now Asar and Shabbos. They have inverse relationships. Now, I think the two Shvatim represent these two things. We have Yehuda on one side, we have Shlomo on one side, and we have Chiram on the other side. Chiram is a welder. He's a very simple type of artisan. And then we have Shlomo HaMelech, who is the representation of wealth, aristocracy, someone who is above the artisans, someone who is one who hires artisans, not one who works himself, not a plumber. Shlomo HaMelech is your lawyer, your doctor. And then you have Hiram, who is your plumber, your welder. On Shabbos, we know that there's this idea of Meleches Machsheves. I believe that's represented by these two people. There's a Malachas Machshavas, but there also has to be an actual Misa. You can't just think that you want to do something on Shabbos. You actually have to do the action on Shabbos. The other side is true as well. If you only have an action and you have no intention or intention without an action, so you're going to be putter on Shabbos. You need both intention and action. I believe Shlomo HaMelech represents intention. He is all about Chachma Bina and Das. He is the unbelievably wise king. He's the most wise king to ever live, the most wise person to ever live. And then on the other side, we have Hiram. Hiram is a welder from Lebanon. 
a very simple person likely, from Shevet Dan, one of the lowliest tribes. And yet, he comes together in the two atypical people that would never work together, Shevet Dan and Shevet Yehuda, the aristocracy and the simpleton, come together to build the most beautiful structure, the home for Hashem. I think the same is happening with Betzalel and Ohaliav. You have Betzalel, who has unbelievable yichas. We know that Betzalel was actually the son of Miriam. He had, he was literally the nephew to Moshe Rabbeinu, the king at the time. And then we have this guy, Ohaliav, who we've never heard of, who pulls out of nowhere, and yet he is the person who is partners with Bitsalo in building the Mishkan. We have the aristocracy partnering with the lowly people in the nation. Now, what Shabbos does is, Shabbos now tells us, I am a creator, yet I have to recognize my creator on, at one day a week. And that works for different people. For some people, that's machshava. For Shlomo HaMelech, that was machshava. For the aristocracy, that's machshava. You can't do malacha, that's machshava-based. Yet for Shevet Dan, there's a machshava-based component, but it's mainly the artisanship that they use in order to build kalim. They're the plumbers. They're the people who are welding things. For those people, it's not as much brain-based as much as it is hand-based. And we know when these things are taken out of control, when these skills that each Shevet was given are taken out of control, it ends terribly. For instance, we have Menashe HaMelech, one of the worst, most evil kings to ever live. And he ends up using the aristocracy, Shevet Yehuda. He's the king in Judea, and he turns all of Jerusalem into idolatry, turns them toward adultery, toward terrible things. And on the other side, we have Shevet Dan, who has Pesel Micha in Shoftim, which was one of the worst tragedies to happen in Shoftim. It's the reason we actually needed a king in the first place. Pesel Micha was located in Shevet Dan. It was literally an idol that was crafted by Shevet Dan. Their actual skill was used to make an idol that led Klal Yisrael off the derech. You could see Shevet Dan has the potential to bring Klal Yisrael closer to Hashem, by welding beautiful kalim for the mikdash. But on the other hand, they could also weld Pesel Micha, which could bring all of Kala Yisrael off the derech. And on the other hand, we have Menashe, who used his political skill, his unbelievable brain skills, machshava, to lead Kala Yisrael off the derech. And on the other hand, we have Shlomo Amalek, who brought Kala Yisrael back onto the derech. He brought all of Kala Yisrael to the base of mikdash. I think Shabbos is trying to limit us with our skill understanding that the skill is from Hashem and has to be used toward God-like behaviors. And if we don't, terrible things could happen. Now, I think this also has a lesson in our lives. The lesson that I believe we could take out of our lives is all of us have different skills. Some of us are much smarter than others, and that's okay. And that's something that we have to realize sometimes. Sometimes we're not as smart, yet we're better with our hands. And there's really nothing to be embarrassed about if you're a plumber or if you're a welder, or you're a blue-collar job. There's nothing wrong with having that. Yet in the end of the day, we have to take those skills and use it for avdas. We can't just use them for our own personal benefit like Menashe did, for our own personal benefit like Pesel Micha. We have to go and take those things that we have, those kochos that we have, and elevate them and use them toward being an Eved Hashem like Shlomo HaMelech, Betzalel, 
Oh, Haliav in Chiram. Have a great Shabbos.